Welcome everybody to episode 11 of the Full Metal Lockdown podcast. As always, I'm your host Tom Roberts and on today's show we uh, have our interview, a second interview with Wade McKay of Recall VOR, but as usual, I'm not going to talk much in the intro, so uh, what do you say we kick this shit off? As I said in the intro, welcome to episode 11 of the Full Metal Lockdown podcast. The season is almost over and we're down to our third last interview today. Of course, it's part two of the Wade McKay interview. Well, technically the second interview, but part two, whatever way you want to look at it. Now, I have some pretty cool news right about now. It's some news that I've been waiting to hear about for ages. When was it coming? When was it coming? But the metal documentary, Metal Down Under, finally has a fucking release date. Yes, I can't believe it. It's August 22nd. That is four days before my 25th birthday. There's my birthday present. Yeah, yeah. But seriously, I know why it was taking so long. I I get editing. It's not easy. And it's and Nick, I can't pronounce your last name. I'm very sorry. I'm yet to talk in person, but you have an open invitation to ever come to the show and talk to me with to do an interview. For however long you want, you could stay on for an entire fucking season. I would not care. You're a legend, my my man. Yeah, either way, you're a fucking legend. Uh, seriously, he trekked all over this fucking country, and he got everybody you can think of, from my Bremelum all the way to Frankenbach. That works. Uh, anyway, he got everyone, everyone, uh, from the 80s, 90s, noughties, uh, I don't know if he went as far back as the 70s, but... Damn, if you're not planning on picking this up, you're a fucking idiot. This documentary is mind-boggling how, how, ah, words can't describe how excited I am about this. But August 22nd, the Metal Down Under documentary, all about Australian metal. Fuck yeah. I can't believe it. It's going to be, like, awesome for the Australian metal industry. For the Australian music industry, it's going to be fucking awesome. Which brings me to my, uh, my, uh, next subject, kind of, if you will. Yeah, it's, uh, very near and dear to my heart. It's called IAAD Orange. IAAD stands for International Taxi Awareness Day. I brought it up a couple of times in the history of this podcast. The reason why I slur my words, the reason why I uh, 
give references to using walking frame or being in a wheelchair is because I have a disorder called Friedrich's ataxia. Uh, and annually I try and run a charity gig for this uh, disease, an awareness show. Its uh, main point is awareness and to a lesser extent making money so I can put on future gigs. Um, the sad thing is I said on the IAAD Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash IAAD orange, or you can go to our, the website IAAADorange.com. Uh, I, I was going to make a huge announcement today. Tonight, or today, whenever you're listening to this sh- on the podcast, uh, the big announcement is that uh, for 2014, uh, the event is unfortunately not going to happen. Uh, I I can't do it. Uh, there are other factors. Mainly, uh, we had bands that said, yeah, we want to do it. And then we didn't have bands. There have been one or two that have been like, yeah, we'll do it all the way through. And they're still like, yeah, we'll do it. But there are other bands that were key and vital to the event happening that have decided against doing it. Uh, for uh, for reason, they they didn't just like decide to be dicks. They, yeah, they just couldn't do it anymore. Um... So yeah, that's the uh, big news about our double Orange in 2014. Uh, it's not going ahead this year. Uh, fuck. It's, it's the year for uh, cursed music events, isn't it? Oh, this year and next year. Because the big day out is gone. Uh, what's that thing in Newcastle? Fatter's Butter. I just got told it's Fatter's Butter is gone. Um, IWD. <laughs> Not that it was committing on those levels, but it's gone. Uh, yeah, a few of them are gone. Um, but yeah, hopefully I can bring them back next year. Uh, it's gone before and it's come back again. But uh, yeah, yeah. But that's a little bit of non-metal related news. Uh, in more metal-related news, though, uh, actually, no, I'll leave that for a bit later, uh, but, yeah, so, uh, good news, Metal Down Under is coming out on August 22nd, it finally has fucking release date, yes, and bad news, IWD Orange 2014 is cancelled, but... IAAD International Taxi Winter State is still going ahead. It's just not my event. So uh, check around, see if it's happening in your local area. Be a part of it because it's a extremely savage disease. And uh, yeah, which brings me to my next point that I want to talk about. It's kind of a heavy point, uh, but I've... I I feel like I have to talk about it. I feel like I want to really badly. Um, uh, it's a bit of a niche niche 
subject or a bit of a uh bit of a uh no no subject really no uh, either way society looks down on this subject it's uh depression in males but uh yeah especially among metalheads metalhead like male metalheads i've since i was a teenager i fought with it people that know me know me as that uh bubbly guy who doesn't let anything put him down but i've just gotta say i've never said this out loud but literally everything gets to me everything like uh one person that i've never even met at all could say one thing on social media about me and i'll take it to heart it'll wreck me for the whole day but uh yeah so uh i've i've seeked out before and i know how to deal with it myself but uh what i'm saying is if you're going through that there is no shame in asking someone for help seriously i know people that are going through depression same as me same as a lot of other people and aren't getting help seriously uh i've talked about on previous shows about sacking up and just doing it this one's not about sacking up this one's about uh finding the strength inside you to walk up to someone you trust completely and telling them you need help uh that being said please don't let it get to you to the point where you do something that everybody around you is gonna wish you didn't do if you get my drift um but anyway off that subject uh actually no just a few more points on that subject it's not because of my disease that i'm down i'm i've just felt down since i was a teenager i think it was originally my disorder my disease but uh i've um come to accept it as part of my life i've come to live with it and live around it for lack of a better term yeah let's liven this shit up shall we uh sorry about that i just had to get all that shit off my chest it started to niggle at me so uh anyway uh if you're following us on facebook uh facebook.com forward slash full metal lockdown you'll notice that i've started writing notes if you will call them they're like blogs of uh my thoughts on the industry today what's going on in the industry today uh i'm gonna aim to do one to two a week uh completely separate from the show uh instead of multi multi facet uh multi-topic show an audio show like this i'm just gonna do one main topic and write one to two pages on it uh kind of like articles but uh this week i wrote about the uh metal hammer metal world cup and how fucked australia are now uh, i copped a bit of flack last week uh 
a couple of weeks ago in the AJ episode nine of the Full Metal Lockdown podcast with AJ Matter from uh, Soundwave, Big Day Out, all that crap, uh, for saying that Australia are fucked. People thought I was saying that because Parkway Drive are our representatives. Uh, no, that's not the reason. Read the article, you'll find out. The reason why is has nothing to do with Parkway. I'm not personally a fan of their music, but I respect what they can do and what they have done in this industry. And like they do shred. I don't like their music, but they can get the job done. Their opponent, on the other hand, is the fucking USA. Read the article. Read the uh, note. Uh, there's a link on the Facebook wall. It's facebook.com forward slash Full Metal Lockdown. Or search the Full Metal Lockdown podcast. Why they uh, enter our uh, King Parrot competition. It's uh, like and share the photo of King Parrot's uh, album cover. It pretty much just says, win King Parrot's uh, bite your head off, like and share to do it. And it's got the instructions there. The uh, winner will be drawn before next week's show and announce on next week's show. Way, uh, Matt's interview has already been recorded, so uh, he won't be announcing the the winner on the show. I'll be announcing the winner on the show, but he'll be sending you the CD. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's what's happening over on the Facebook page. Uh, don't forget to follow me on Twitter. If you use Twitter, I'm at Tom underscore Roberts, 1989. I talk a lot of shit on the Twitter as well. Uh, you can email us at fullmetallockdown at gmail.com. If you want to, uh, a subject brought up in this show, if you want to correspond with me, inbox the page or email me at the email address. I'm thinking about doing a show where I get, uh, people to give me their numbers and I call them up and I do like a fan show, pretty much. But that's only a thought, so don't actually do that yet, because, like, what am I going to do with, like, the, all those numbers? Anyway, uh, I just wanted to point out that last week's show, the AJ, episode 9 is our highest rated show ever. But last week's show and the show before it, so episode 8 and episode 10, uh, have had over three, is it? The AJ episode had the most, and they come in as second and third, pretty much. So, uh, episode from episode eight through to now, we're going up and up in the ratings. And uh, yeah, if you want to go to our direct site, go to podbean.com, you'll find all the information there about uh, just search Full Metal Lockdown podcast. Uh, or you can go to iTunes, we're on iTunes, just search for the Full Metal Lockdown podcast and you'll find us, subscribe to us, uh, listen to all the shows, uh, we're listener and fan orientated extremely, so I want to hear what you have to say, but uh, yeah, haters, fuck off, I don't need haters, 
A constructive criticism is different to hating. I want to point out, but yeah, haters can fuck off. Actually, in the next segment, I want to bring up the fact that uh, the Wade McKay interview, part two of his interview is next. And uh, throughout the interview, you're going to hear me say, Wade, you're breaking up. let call you back. I added out the ringing and the, hey, Tom, is that you? Hey, Wade, is that you? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just uh, condensed it right down to the info. Uh, pretty much. So if you hear that, that's what that is. So uh, I'm here for my second interview with uh, Wade McKay. Just like Andy Dowling from a few weeks ago, Wade's been on the line for a whole seven days. He hasn't moved off his phone. From what I understand, he hasn't left his house. He's just been sitting there for seven days, unwashed, unshaven, just waiting for me to get back. How you going, Wade? Man, I took a shit and I didn't even wash my hair. <laughs> that was the best response to that ever. <laughs> <laughs> So how you been, Wade? How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, married life is treating me well. Yeah, that's uh, good, man. Good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah, my uh, I've actually got my wedding ring tattooed to my finger. I've actually t- I got the date in the background with the waveform of my wife saying the words "I do." I got a, I recorded her saying "I do," then cut the waveform out, and then got it tattooed to my finger. Man, that's unique. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pretty superstitious with my tattoos, and I won't get her name tattooed to me, so that was the closest I would uh, do to it, kind of. Yeah, man. Yeah, because I heard that's a curse, right, if you get someone's name tattooed, so yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, and I've got... Pardon me, sorry. Uh, I've got a fair few tattoos, like, I'm pretty much covered in them. My uh, groomsman actually got me my uh, family crest covering my right pack on my chest. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. I've got my back covered, my upper arms covered. Yeah, I love Fucking tattoos. Hell, man, more than me. <laughs> I love tattoos. They're addictive. <laughs> Every single birthday, yeah, I, cool. I go to my parents, they go, what do you want? I'm like, tattoo, give me 50, 100 bucks, I'll just go down there and get a small one. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much they're addictive. So, sure. I wanted to jump into it, this week I wanted to aim more personally on you, like, we will go... Uh, back into the fact that Recall are bringing out the new EP series, which is a really cool concept, by the way. But uh, I want to ask Thank you, you. Uh, what kind of parent, what kind of, <laughs> sorry, what kind of music did your parents listen to? This is my favorite question because I almost never hear it asked. Uh, did it influence you and uh, and how? And, well, you know, like, my mum and dad listened to two totally different genres of music. And, you know, when I was growing up, um, the only thing that I do remember is that, you know, they'd crack out the record player and put on either, 
you know, Peter Frampton or, you know, Led Zeppelin or um, Black Sabbath. You know, a lot of parents listen to Black Sabbath, you know, all the, all the dudes that I hang around and all that sort of stuff. But my mum listens to Donny Osmond. That's <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a first. Yeah, my mum listens yeah, to it. Yeah, I have to hear it all the time and it's... Uh, yeah, my parents were the same polar opposites with their record collection. My dad's was like Bob Dylan and Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and uh, ELO and uh, and uh, Traveling Wilburys and bands like that. Awesome old school bands. And then mum had like ABBA and the Bee Gees. <laughs> and I was like, no. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like the same in my household, man. Yeah, I know what you're saying there. Although mum had one good one, and it was Blondie. I I love Blondie. Oh man, that's a, that's all right. She was a bit of a pioneer, so I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. Well, she was one of the first uh, chicks in punk rock, if you know what I mean. And Deborah Harry's not and one. She of... was a... What was that? Sorry, mate. Oh, I was just going to say Deborah Harry was wasn't she the first one to to rap or something? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Not the first rap artist, but the first like one to rap on stage, kind of. She was rapping along to the music. But uh, the first... Yeah, I yeah. reckon that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she wasn't one of those women that uh, got angry at people calling her a chick. She goes, shit, I am a chick. <laughs> if you know what I mean. So uh, did it influence what you listen to personally? Like, uh, do you still listen to things like Led Zeppelin or Black Sabbath? Um, Sabbath and Pink Floyd and stuff like that, yeah, I still do. And, um, you know, my wife's into that sort of stuff as well. So, um, but yeah, to be honest, man, like, my my folks weren't really big musicians as such. Like, they always say to me and my brother, like, where do you get all this shit from? Like, where, how did it? How did it come out? And I'm like, I have no idea. I'm guessing my grandmother. And we even put her on the last album, you know, just speaking and doing a few things. So that was sort of like, I think that's where it all started sort of thing. But to be honest, man, my folks are like sort of in a way music illiterate. Like they don't play any instruments or anything. You know, my dad had a crack at guitar when he was a kid, but that's about it, you know? Oh, that that's actually interesting. Like a few people have said that before. I, I'm pretty sure... Dave Haley from Psychroptic, I interviewed him a few months ago now for the first episode of the Full Metal Lockdown podcast, and he pretty much said the same thing. Him and his brother uh, were pretty much, like, they got into music, but their parents were like, "How? where did it come from? Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And that's kind of the same with me, like, both of my sisters are into music. Uh, they're both singers. Um, I'm into music, although I rarely ever play anymore. Uh, and, uh, yeah, my parents pretty much listened to music but never played. My dad played the fiddle when he was younger. And he tricked me one time by yeah. telling me he played the bagpipes, but he never did. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. I don't know. Maybe it's e more easily accessible these days, well, like for us growing up, to have an instrument, you know? Maybe back then it was more of a luxury. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, did uh, what your parents listened to, did it uh, 
influenced your vocal style at all? Because, like, listening to a Recall VOR album does not sound the same as listening to a Black Sabbath or a Led Zeppelin. Like, vocally, I mean, it doesn't sound the same, if you know what I mean. Uh, did it have any influence? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would have to say no, because, you know, back when I was hearing that sort of music, I think it was more of how heavy the music was, like, and the riffs and shit like that, you know, if you heard Sabbath and all that sort of stuff, but, um, it didn't really, like, their music themselves, like, it didn't really, um, you know, influence my vocals. It was more when I was becoming a, a teenager and my mates would put on an album or whatever and then I'd just be like, that's fucking brutal, like, yeah, let's get that shit going, you know, like, it's just something that spoke to me outside of family. So, do you remember the very first time you ever heard metal? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, it was probably, man, to be honest, like, oh, man, I've drank heaps of booze and smoked heaps of bongs, so <laughs> I'm trying to remember exactly where the fuck I was, but um, it'd probably have to be a mate's place, you know what I mean? Like, we'd have, you know, we'd share tapes, you know, cassettes back in the day and shit like that. And it was probably one of those where it popped it on. I'm like, oh, shit, this is like, this is something new, you know. It sort of sparks something in you. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I was younger, like, I I, I think it might have been the first time I ever heard it. First time I ever heard Corn uh, Follow the Leader. No, no, sorry. It was Corn Truth and Letters. Back in the 90s, I was up in my friend's room yep. upstairs away from his parents and he cranked his stereo to full. He goes, check this shit out. And he goes, nursery rhymes. And I'm like, holy shit. And that was the very first time I ever got <laughs> introduced to metal. It was a uh, giant stereo oh, being wow. played as loud as it can straight in my face for demonic friggin' nursery rhyme. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll, you'll never forget that, will you? <laughs> no, no, yeah. But, ah, uh, yeah. I I own that album today. I rarely ever listen to it, but I still own it. <laughs> um, I want yeah, well, same, same. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you own uh, Corn Self-Titled? Yeah, man. Well, I got into them back in school. So, you know, that was probably one of, uh, you know, same as yours, probably one of the first um, albums, like heavier albums that I listened to. But... Before that, man, it was more straightforward metal, you know. It wasn't detuned seven guitar, uh, seven string guitars and all that sort of shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, as much as shit as they do cop, Corn were innovators of an entirely new market. Them and uh, Daftones. Because like, before them, new metal never really existed. And they do cop a lot of shit, but fuck the haters. Yeah, that's the thing, man. And I just saw them when they came out last like, year. Uh, Wade, sorry, you're breaking up there, mate. Wade, I'll, uh, disconnect and call back. Hey, Tom. Hello. Hey, mate, that sounds better. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that, I'm not sure what happened there. It's alright, mate. Yeah. Uh, uh, where were we? We were talking about corn, yeah. Uh, you broke up right before you started talking about seeing them last year. And all I got out of it was Soundwave. So uh, if you want to pick it up from there, we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I was just going to say, um, 
I uh, when they came out with Rob Zombie, um, they they've still got it, man. There's there's still uh, it's still a great live band, you know what I mean? I didn't know what to expect because you know like, I haven't seen them since like the, when they first came out when it was um, the Life Is Peachy tour. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and so they're still a really great live band. Oh, they blew me away. It was awesome. Well, they were voted as the best live band of Soundwave like last year. Oh. Like, over Green Day, over Avenged Sevenfold, over Zombie, all of them. They were voted the best live band, but yet they were, I think, 18th or 20th on the bill. They were put right down for some reason. Wow, didn't know that. Yeah, it was really strange. But uh, everybody was like, even though they had a like midday slot, uh, they were one of oh. the best bands on the bill. Yeah, man, they killed. I reckon it was great. And uh, I would have given my, both my thumbs to see Rob Zombie and Corn at the same show, uh, with Mushroom Head <laughs> as well. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, I couldn't good. make it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but that was good, man. It was a good bill. Yeah. Well, uh, the rumours are, and there have been the rumours for the last, like, 12, 13, 14 years, that uh, Mudvayne and Mushroom had it going to tour together next year. But, like I said, that's been the rumour for the last, like, 14 years, that next year those two bands will tour together. Shit. Never heard of that. <laughs> well, hopefully it comes to fruition, but uh, doubtful is my view on it. It w- might not happen. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Uh, with Recoil, uh, VOR. I've got to add the VOR to the end every single time. It's like a tick. <laughs> uh, where is your favourite venue to play a gig, like, with the band? Like, is it in Sydney? Is it, like, the Boldface? Is it the Annandale? Is it a bigger venue with a touring band? Is it overseas? Like, where is your favourite venue to play a gig? Or don't you have one? Um, I would probably have to say probably probably the Manning Bar because it's, it's cosy, but it's still sort of big. And I don't know, it's just, it feels good to play there. So I don't know. I'd say I'd have to say the Manning you're not you're not the first to say that. I believe Greg from Dreadnought said it, and I believe Andy from Lord said it as well. Actually, no, Andy may have said the Enigma in Adelaide, but yeah, it seems that the Manning is a favourite among musicians. Yeah, I don't know why, man. It just has a certain feel to it. It's just really, like, cosy, but still, as I said, just still big, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a good venue. Yeah. So, uh, how often do you go there? Only with the bigger bands, or like, have you ever tried to solve it out yourself, or like, how often do you try to go there? Oh uh, man, it's usually with supports. You know what I mean? Like, um, when an international comes out or something, that's probably the best because, you know, it's it's always better when the house is full. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh. Uh, do the other members agree with you, or like, are you not sure what they what they would think, or like, do you know for a fact that they've all said, yeah, I love going to the Manning Bar type of thing? Uh, no, I'd pro- they'd probably agree with me, mate, because we've always had great shows there, and 
we've always come out with the same feeling, so they'd probably say the same thing. Very cool, very cool. Like, uh, I said this to uh, Greg a few weeks ago, Greg Trial from Dreadnought a few weeks ago. Like, when I was a musician, there were certain venues that I loved playing at because the treatment you got backstage was so good, but I hated going to that very same venue as a punter because the treatment you got front of stage was just crap. And vice versa, I also love going to venues as a punter because the treatment was awesome. But as a musician, the treatment was crap. Did you have you ever encountered any venues like that? Um, look, bits and pieces. It just depends, I guess, who was running that tour. Um, but yeah, you know, like I mean, these days, I don't know from personal experience, man. Like the bands. You either get treated really good or you get treated like shit. So it's it's sort of a scale, you know. And as I said, it just depends who's running that that tour at that time, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, like whenever I run a gig and I I, I mostly do promotion these days, I rarely ever play. But whenever I do run a gig, I do my absolute most to make a band feel like they're at a hometown show. If you know what I mean. Well, yeah, it's important, man, and that's the way that a good promoter would do it because they want them to feel good because when they feel good, they play good. Yeah, exactly, exactly, which is why, like, uh, last week we talked about deprivation, but whenever you guys go to Orange, and I don't live up there anymore, but I've still seen you there a fair few times, Whenever you guys go to Orange, you always play so freaking well, and that's because deprivation are there, and they're your good buddies, or from what I can tell, because they're making you feel so comfortable while they're there, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's a comfortable thing because everyone is so laid back, and at the same time, there's no rivalry or egos or bullshit. It's just... We, we go there all for the same reason and we play, you know, and, you know, it, it is a comfortable situation, man, I've got to say. It's really good. We enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, who are your favourite Aussie Aussie metal bands uh, from either the past or present? Like, And you can say Deprivation or whatever, but uh, you can even <laughs> say yourselves if you want. Well, man, I mean, look, throughout all the years, um, you know, I... I really liked um, Damaged when they were still together because um, that was really extreme for me and something new when I was a teenager. Um, even to like bands, bands like today, like Friends bands, like Enter Reality, they're a really good band. Um, but yeah, Deprivation, of course. Um, you know, Lynch Marta, but you know, I don't know how long, you know, if they're still together anymore. Oh, they're, they're currently on their retirement tour with Albie. I form- thought so. Albie, who's currently in the murdering and used to be in deprivation, he's uh, repl- doing drums for them, replacing Dan. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, look, dude, there's, there's been lots of bands over the years that, you know, I really dug, you know, and, um, you know, um, Seabon Kira as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just, it fluctuates that much that I don't know like, who who is in what these days, you know what I mean? I'm trying to concentrate on what I'm fucking doing as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, 
actually pretty much all the bands you listed will be on mine pretty much like with the, the adding recall VOR to it and Lord and maybe Dreadnought and Sacrofty as well but uh actually my my yep. list is freaking huge but anyway <laughs> uh so like who are your favorites to play a show with if you get if you know what I mean like not not to piss anyone off like oh I can't believe he said that it means he doesn't like playing with me he does like playing with you playing a show with you but uh yeah you, you get my drift like who's your favorite to either play a show with uh tour with or to watch as a punter if you know what I mean oh well look that depends man because like obviously you know deprivation uh, they're our boys, man, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, uh, we've toured with a lot of bands over the years. But, um, look, it's sort of sort of one of those things. I mean, as I said, like, members change and all this sort of stuff, and then the band dynamics change. So, you know, back in the, back in the day, you know, touring with bands that were just local, you know, and I can I can't remember their name, but it was they had chicks in it and all all that sort of stuff. No, a great band, and we used to tour with them a lot. But then they're no more, and they before they became no more, I had a lot of lineup changes, and we just didn't tell them anymore. So, you know, I would have to say ultimately. Wade, sorry, you're breaking up again, mate. You're breaking up again. What? I'll I'll hang up and call back again. Yeah, to answer your question, um, it's. It's probably the Death Boys again, man, because it's just one of those things where we don't have to... There's no rivalry. It's just we're, we're, we're just gigging together. It's a great time. There's no, there's no bullshit, you know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, do you personally, like, do you have a fantasy tour? Like a band that you've always wanted to tour with, like it can be an Aussie band, it can be an international band, but do you have one of those bands that if they offered you a tour, like you would like blow up every other commitment to do that tour to make sure you got that tour, kind of thing. Oh man, yeah. Well, obviously, you know all the big names. Obviously, you know like Metallica or Slipknot or whoever, but, um, you know, um, I, I would just, I would love to have, um, you know, say Slipknot Machine Head, which they've toured together before, but Slipknot Machine Head, you know, Chimera and us or something like that. That'd be fucking awesome. I'd deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Slipknot and Machine Head toured in 08 and Sidonia actually got up in for them. Yeah, I remember that, yep. Yeah, I was actually at a show in Sydney. Man, big show. Yeah, yeah. They sold out an entire arena. It was fucking enormous. It was the first time Slipknot ever brought out their full stage show with the pyro and the spinning drum sets and everything. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, is there an Australian band that you would love to have a fantasy tour with? eventually, or even just playing on one hour show with? Oh, man, I really like, well, I don't know if they're together anymore, but COG, I really like COG. Um, and um, I don't know, yeah, Psychroptic, oh, well, we shared the stage with Psychroptic in Brisbane. 
Um, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it that much, to be honest, man. Um, it's one of those things where um, I, I don't mind who we play with as long as everyone's bringing a crowd, you know what I mean, and it's, and it's worthwhile. But at the same time, you know, like, I, we, our focus is overseas, you know, mostly. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Cog broke up uh, about four years ago, four or five years ago, and now uh, the brothers are actually in a band called The Occupants, and Lucius, the drummer, is uh, in, like, four more bands with, like, members of Carnival and Mammal, and, yeah, he's he's busy, busy man. Yeah, we actually played with one of his bands back a couple of years ago in Wollongong. I forget what they were called, but he was the drummer, obviously. And um, but yeah, that were cool as well, man. So I don't know how he's in four bands, but good luck to him. <laughs> uh, was it floating me? That's it. Ah, cool. Their their singer is the singer from MM Nine. Uh, the guitarist is oh, from right. the Butterfly Effect. The bass player is from Carnival. Uh, the drummer is obviously Lucius, and I forget who the other. I think he's MM Nine as well. The other guitarist. Oh right, yeah, MM Nine are a great band. Yeah, yeah, they're insane. But uh, yeah. So uh, I wanted to ask you. Or that that's like my favorite saying, by the way. I wanted to ask you, uh, what is your best or worst experience you've ever had at a metal gig, either as the front man for recoil VOR or as a punter like is it people throwing shit at the stage like drunken idiots just randomly throwing something is it uh, gear damage or like how often uh, yeah how often does shit like that happen if ever and like what's your worst experience at a metal gig um well, I would say the most annoying thing is people dropping gear and shit all over your electronics. Um, that sucks. But um, as a punter, I remember one of the first concerts I went to, I went um, crowd surfing and I got dropped on my back from like six foot up. So that sucked. Um, but yeah, um, other than that, dude, um, it's. I'd like to think it's you know mostly all positive, um, especially when we're playing on stage. Um, but yeah, just... Just mostly, um, you know, losing gear or getting it damaged or something, that that's what really sucks, you know? Yeah, yeah, because gears, unfortunately, being in the music industry, gear is really fucking expensive, are really expensive. Yeah. And it's really hard to replace yeah. it, especially if you're using something that is vintage. It's almost impossible to replace. Yeah, exactly right. And and then people just come up and go, oh, no, you can just go to that shop or that shop. Well, if you give me the five grand, I can go to that shop or that shop and replace it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you can fucking find it, yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you deal with, like, taunting or, like, heckling on stage? Like, how do you deal with uh, people yelling at shit? Or do you not encounter it very much? Um, well, yeah, I don't really encounter it that much, but I mean, you know, if the one or two people that, that spring to mind that do something like that, I'll just be a smart ass about it or 
I'll make a joke on myself or something like that, you know. Or other than that, I'll just start the song and we'll just play another song so they can't yell, you know what I mean? So it's not really a big thing that I've encountered as such. And it's usually the people that are heckling shit or whatever are usually my mates being fucking idiots anyway. So it's all good fun. <laughs> so uh, what's the best thing, the best experience you've ever had at a metal show, either as a puncher or as the frontman for Raycall VOR? Um, man, I don't know. Um, oh, probably the best, the best ever thing that ever happened to me was seeing Pantera on their last tour. Uh, I think it was back in 2000 or 2001. I can't remember. And Dimebag flicked out a pick and everyone was going up for it. And it stuck to my elbow because we're sweaty, obviously. So it landed on my elbow and I grabbed it and I've got his pick. Oh, dude. I have... Well, I have a uh, silhouette of Dimebag tattooed to my left arm, so like that, that story is fucking amazing to me. Yeah, you uh, know what I'm talking about. Uh, sorry, mate, it's cutting out again. So, uh, yeah, you caught Dimebag's pick. I'm truly envious. Yes. I'm truly, truly envious. <laughs> Like, uh, Ian Dunn from Man, Re- was a- from Red Bay met Dimebag and shook his hand, and I threatened to cut Dimebag, uh, Dunny's hand off and put it in a glass frame, because it had touched Dimebag. If you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, I know, dude, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, me and my mates went to that show, and it was it's still in my memory. I've still got the original ticket and all that sort of stuff, but that... Never expected to happen to me, and it, it landed on me. I grabbed it. I've got his fucking pick, you know. It's just one of those things where that's my favorite band, man. That's who I grew up with. That's what, one of my main influences of doing what I do today. So it's, I'll never forget that. Yeah, it's insane. That's awesome. Um, So I want to ask you, there I go again, but uh, the label SSC. Like I, I couldn't find any information on them. Uh, what does SSC stand for? You're the first person ever. Oh, uh, man. Uh, wait, we, wait. We started oh, releasing. Yeah, we. Sorry, it went crackling. Then I popped back in again. That's cool. That's cool. Um, man, we started releasing our own music under our own label. So that's our own label, an SSC. Is from is where we're from, and we call it Sunny St Clair. Ah, oh, wow, that's awesome. Uh, so Sunny St Clair. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, is that just like a personal label? Will you ever add think ever consider adding to it, or is it just for recall, VOR? It's just for us, mate. And the thing is, if things work out well and we can do something like that, yeah, I'll always look at something. I'm always looking for new opportunities. But at the, at the time being, mate, I just want to concentrate on us. And that's the way that I can control it. And that's the way I would want to do things. So we made our own label. So how long has it been around? Like, is it, Was it just the last album or did you do it from the get-go? No, just from last album. Oh, okay. Cool. So, uh, uh, you guys like recall VOR? That is, 
is sponsored by many, 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 many different people. Um, how many do you have uh, as a band? Oh, I'd have to count them because, to be honest, I don't really know. Um, everyone's got different endorsements and sponsors, so that ranges from each individual member. So some of them cover the whole band, some of them cover individuals. So I'm, to be honest, man, I'm not sure. You know, all all the main sort of stuff, you know, like PV and um, Court Guitars and, you know, SRH and um, Black Flies and shit like that, you know, so some of the, ma- the major sort of ones. But then there's little ones as well, like, you know, a pick company and, you know, um, strings like, um, uh, what do you call it? Oh, I forget, man. There's a heap of them. You're right. Oh, cool. Uh, do you have any, like, any shout-outs to any sponsors, like, important sponsors that you are supposed to give shout-outs to or anything like that, or is that all good? No, not really. I mean, you know, um, part of the part of the shit is that, you know, especially SRH, man, we're, we're in tight with those guys, and they're, they're from California, but the main thing is in the um, in our agreement as well with them that, you know, we just wear some of the clothes sometimes, and, I mean, we get a shitload of their clothes, man, so sometimes we just wear it all the time, you know? It just depends. Cool, cool. So, uh, uh, before we uh, get to the final few questions, I just wanted to ask you one last time about your EP. Uh, when exactly, what date is it being released? Um, we've, we haven't put a release date on it because we actually just got the Masters yesterday. So it's ready to go. Um, and we're giving it to management and everyone else. And then we're going to put a date on it. So as soon as that is in concrete, um, we're going to put that up on social media and, you know, let you guys know and what sort of stuff. So, But at the moment, there's no definitive date as such. Oh, very cool, very cool. Well, when it comes out, I'll uh, make sure I get it, like buy it from my iTunes. Because I love buying Australian music and making sure that the money goes back to the artist kind of thing. But uh, I'll make sure I'll buy it and I'll do a review of it. I'll chuck a track on the show. Man, that'd be greatly appreciated, you know. Um, and, you know, we need more people, you know, that think like that. Um, I, I buy all my music as well. So, um, but yeah, man, like um, as soon as um, like I'll send you a track and you can do whatever you want with it and spin it or whatever. And uh, we'll have a single coming out. It's called Sunshine. And uh, it sounds totally opposite of what the song is, but that's what we like about it. <laughs> and um, and and we've we've got a, we've got our our theme to it as well. So I can't wait to to show everyone. You know. Oh, very cool, very cool. So, uh, do you have any social media plugs like for your Facebook, your Twitter, or like anything like that for your band or personal? Otherwise. Yeah, we have um, our main our main page for the band, you know, on Facebook, you know, Rick Orvillo. We have Instagram, uh, we have a YouTube page, uh, Twitter, and then we also have um, personal Instagram and, and Twitter pages as well. They're all linked, so you'll, you can find them all on the band pages and, and all that sort of stuff. But um, And our main website, which is getting a revamp, and you can see all the links on there as well, so rickorvillo.com. And um, yeah, you can find everything there. It's just about to come up. Oh, cool. So, uh, what's the go with Instagram? Like, because I'm not on it, but like everybody's telling me I should be. 
But uh, yeah, I I don't understand what it is. It's man, it's basically just social media sharing of photos, and that's it. So, um, you know, we you know, obviously when we travel or we do something in the studio or whatever, it's just um, we put all our photos on there. Um, so that that sort of it's cool, and plus there's there's hot pictures on there. So who doesn't want to see that? <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so you guys have like a big cartel page as well where you can buy your merch as well, don't you? Yeah, we have a few items left from the last album on there, but, um, you know, we're working on new merch now for the um, the digital release for the EP. So I'm not exactly sure of what we're going to have up there as yet, but we're working on that, on that at the moment because all the music's done, ready to go. Oh, very cool. So if uh, anybody out there, like promoters or anything, uh, is out there and they want to book recoil, and I know you said that uh, the, over the courses of the interviews you're going to be more of a studio band uh, in, in the coming months or years or whatever it may the case may be, but uh, if any promoters are out there, how do they book recoil VOR? And um, you just get in contact with us via the website or or Facebook. But basically, the best way to do it, all the links are on there for our management email. You just hit us up on management. Um, other than that, we don't really check our inboxes a lot and all that sort of stuff on social media. It's best off just if you want to find us that way, go to our management email and send us an email through there. And then, you know, we can correspond. Yeah, yeah. Because I know, like, doing this interview with you, I inboxed the Facebook page, but it was like three months later that I got a reply. It wasn't because I was being ignored. It's just because the inbox never gets checked. <laughs> I actually knew about that as yes. well. Yeah, sorry about that, man. It's just one of those things where, you know, we post a lot of stuff up, right? And we do a lot of stuff on there, but we get so many requests for stupid games or whatever or you know, that we don't check a lot of that sort of stuff. Any, like, I'm, like, myself and management are on the emails all day, every day, so that's the best place to get us. Okay, very cool, very cool. Um, so, we're back to the final question, which is the multiple choice question, but last week you picked B, B asked a really strange or weird question, so this week that is out, if you know what I mean. Uh, so... <laughs> You get A, ask me a question, or C, give the quote of the week for next week's show. All right, all right, all right. Um, all right, I'll go C. Oh, okay. You're the only the second ever person to pick C. All right, the quote for next week's show, yeah? Yep. All right, all right, all right. Okay, my little, my little quote for next week's show is, Get a fucking dog up ya! <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I'll put that right in the lead-in to the Matt Young interview because next week's guest is Matt Young from King Parrot. So I'll put that right on the lead-in to his interview. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It just came out of the blue. But, yeah, we're just dickheads, man. We just fucking do whatever and we're, we muck around a lot. So, you know, hopefully that just reflects on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I I enjoyed that uh, quite a bit. This has been a really fun interview, and 
with uh, one of the members of one of my favorite Australian metal bands, which is uh, Recall VLR. Thanks. Thanks, man. We really appreciate that and your time and putting us on the show and that and for all the, the support you give us, man. So, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Hopefully we see you again. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, I'm living on the South Coast now, so uh, the closest major venue to me is Canberra. So if you're ever playing up in Canberra, I might hit you up and come watch the show. Yeah, for sure, man. No problems. Yeah. Alrighty, so that's been Wade McKay on the Full Metal Lockdown podcast. Thank you very much for giving us your time and coming on the show. Thanks, man. No problems. Hey, everyone. Listen to this fucking show more often. Thanks, man. No worries, dude. Thank you. Please hang up and try again. Well, that was Wade McKay of Recall VOR, the lead singer of Recall VOR, one of the best metal bands in Australia. And, uh, yeah, we got to know a bit about him and a bit about his uh, personal history in that interview, that series of interviews. Uh, it was very cool, but... Uh, yeah, the info on the EP is still yet to drop. So uh, when it does, you can guarantee that I'll uh, tell you. Uh, all you have to do is follow us on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Full Metal Lockdown. Uh, at Tom underscore Roberts 1989 on Twitter. Or email us at fullmetallockdown at gmail.com I'll probably do a review of the album and write a uh, note if you will Uh, right now I uh, there are three things I want to say Uh, one is a possible tour will it sorry I burped Uh, a possible tour Will it ever happen? Um, Slipknot, Mudvayne, and Mushroom Head. Now, uh, last time Mushroom Head were here, I missed them. Last time Mudvayne were here, I missed them. Last time Slipknot were here, I caught them. Caught them last two times they were here, actually. One for Machine Head, and the other one for Machine Head. <laughs> anyway, um... Ironically, I missed Machine Head the second time. But, uh, yeah, but from what I understood, Mushroom Head and Slipknot had a rivalry, didn't they? Or has that been, like, cast aside or settled down or something? But, uh, yeah, that would be a pretty epic tour. I mean, I would go for all three bands. Like, Slipknot put on an amazing show. Mudvayne have amazing music and Mushroom Head is so fucking intense that someone's going to die. Not literally. Uh, but yeah, I hope that does happen. I hope it happens and turns into a world tour. Uh, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen soon because I don't know how much longer Slipknot's got. Uh, Joey's gone. Paul's dead. Uh, so, and they've got a new album coming out, but I don't know if that's enough to rejuvenate the band, if you know what I'm saying. But, uh, 
Yeah, enough about that. Let's go to uh, something that we've been doing for the last couple of weeks, the the Full Metal Lockdown podcast band of the week. Last week was Carbon Black. Uh, I posted all the links to their Shiznit on the page, on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Full Metal Lockdown. This week's band of the week is none other than the, uh, they, oh, I suppose you can call them a super group, almost. They're a super group of Australian metal. Even if they don't want to be called that, they fucking are. Either way. Um, they have uh, someone who I look up to and I always have in the uh, metal industry uh, on the vocals, and that is uh, one Mr. Ben Weber of Deprivation on the vocals. Uh, my For some reason, my computer won't let me go into their page. But uh, they have Mr. Ben Weber on vocals. They have Mr. Jake Weber on lead guitar. Of course, Jake is Ben's little brother and one of the founding members of Deprivation. Uh, when he moved, he joined. He was in Our Last Enemy. And I think Warshifter as well. But, uh, and he's been in a few other projects. But he's in The Murdering now with uh, Bat with his brother. Uh, has former drummer for um, Deprivation. Current drummer for Lynch Martyr on their farewell tour. Ah, uh, there we go. The fucking thing decided to work. Uh, Albert Bevan. Uh, on rhythm guitar, Jason Turnbull. Uh, Jason Turnbull, where do I know that fucking name? Is that Dazen? Quinn Locksford. Uh, uh, yeah, I actually think, yeah, yeah, it's Dazen. Dazen. Shit. Yeah, so Dazen, Deprivation, Our Last Enemy, uh, fill-ins for Lynch Martyr. Damn. These guys are their influences to White Chapel, Kajira. Yeah. I, I always struggle to pronounce this. Uh, AC, AC, IA, Strain, Lemagog, Cattle Decapitation, Slayer. Uh, located in Sydney, Orange, all around the area. Uh,. Yeah, if you want to contact them for a gig, go to themurderingaustralia at gmail.com. They've only been around since April last year. Their genre is Death Groove. Um, Yeah, they've got one film clip out, I believe, and when I watched it, I went, oh my god. That is the single most brutal thing I have ever watched. Uh... It it shows like literal death, literal death. By that I mean like uh, uh, slaughtering animals and slaughtering people and like animals getting their uh, their revenge on people. If you know what I mean. But it's uh, called from the slaughterhouse floor. The song itself is fucking amazing. I might add. 
But, uh, yeah, they're our band of the week this week. So, uh, go check them out. It's, uh, full metal, uh, facebook.com forward slash taste the brain matter. Fuck yeah. Uh, also, they had a name change. They were originally Trigger. But now they're the murdering. And fuck yeah, taste the brain matter. Anyway, uh, moving on from that. We're moving on to the Full Metal Lockdown Tour of the Week. Uh, last week it was King Parrot's current tour. And this week, uh, even though they haven't released all of the dates, uh, they're just doing individual posters. And uh, they haven't released any of their future dates. Except for the next one coming up. I have to give it to one of the uh, um, most iconic Australian metal bands of all time. Oh, shit, that's a big call. Iconic is a big call. But these guys have been there and done that and done pretty much everything that you can say. So, fuck it. I'm going to say one of the most iconic metal bands in Australia. Lynch Mato's Farewell Tour. That's who I'm giving it to this week. Unfortunately, Lynch might have decided to call it quits. I'm not sure on the uh, on the reasoning behind it. It could be personal. It could be uh, professional issues. But uh, Albert Bevan is uh, replacing Daniel Trickett for the uh, final tour. Um, yeah, they're playing Orange on July 25th at the OXO. Which, uh, from memory, uh, cancel metal at that venue. So it's actually very lucky that they're getting that gig. Uh, Lynch Martyr, Deprivation, Arctic Fire, and The Murdering. So that means Albie's pulling double duty, Ben's pulling double duty, and I'm not sure who the Arctic Fire are. Actually, I probably know them. But I'm gonna go look at them anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, no. Never heard of them. Should have. They've got a fair few followers and friends. Anyway, uh, so, um, yeah, that's my tour of the week. Oh, it's because they're a hardcore and a punk band. They're not a metal band. Anyway, um,. Yeah, so the Murdering's my band of the week, and Lynch Martyr's Farewell Tour is my tour of the week, but uh, they're doing it individual show by individual show. They're doing a full tour, but they're drawing it out. Uh, yeah. Uh, right now, before I leave, before the show ends, I want to uh, bring up the fact that... Uh, on the Full Metal Lockdown podcast, we are looking for advertisers. So if you want to advertise on the Full Metal Lockdown podcast, hit me up on the email, fullmetallockdown at gmail.com and put in the sub- uh, the subject line, advertising with all your information. Yeah, actually, no. Before we leave, uh, there's one last thing I wanted to bring up. One last, I wanted to end on a metal thingy. 
uh, a metal topic. Uh, it looks like the lead singer of Ghost has been uh, unveiled of who it really is. Uh, someone, I read something today. I didn't read the full article. I'll read, read it properly. I'll go through it, I'll research it, and then do this topic properly next week. Or I'll write a note. I'm doing the quotation mark thingies. Uh, I'll do a note or a uh, article, if you will, on it of who the go- real ghost lead singer is. And apparently it's uh, the lead singer of Behemoth. But anyway, uh, yeah, on the topic of next week, uh, don't forget to check out next week's interview. Next week's episode, the interview is Matt Young of King Parrot. So, might as well end it there. Bye. I love you.